show about the news, history, and attractions of the Disneyland Resort. Hello, welcome to the Leaving Today podcast, episode number 181. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, this evening, however it is and whatever it is you're doing. We very much appreciate it. My name is Mark, one of the co-hosts here of the LTP. Sitting to my right is the Trailmaster Puppets himself, Udi. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. We hope that you'll find the water to be very, very warm. If Discussion about Disneyland Park, Disneyland Resort, DCA, and the Disney Company is something that you like, then you've come to the right place. We're one of those podcasts that we try to keep it honest. We love the parks, but we will tell you how it is. Um, sometimes we've got reviews. Sometimes we do the news. Well, we always do the news. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we've got guests. We've got a few lined up in the future. Um, but hey, tonight's show is sponsored by you, the listeners. Uh, if you wanted to be a part of that, you can go to uh, leavingtodaypodcast.com, click on the Patreon link. We make it super simple, $1, $3, and $5, and for that, you get to be part of the family, you get to be on the show, and we give you some cool swag that you cannot get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can also find us on Instagram at Leave It Today Podcast, and we also have a link tree on there, so we can get to the same place at that from there as well. Okay, tonight's topic, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Bob Iger. There is a recent report or article coming out from CNBC. Uh, that's the right source, right? Correct. Okay, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of dissect that a little bit to see what's going on behind the scenes, behind the curtain. Um, for that, and before that, we have the news. Anything else should going on? Nothing. Okay, so we did a little pre-show today, um, as we as we would say per use, um, and we had a you know opening question, and one of the questions from our listeners uh, was, uh, he was at the parks recently, and he's a local. And his comment was, or the question is, why are most of the rides seemingly breaking down? Why, sorry, why are the attractions breaking down? He had just said that uh, he was there from 7.30 to... 11. 11. And um, Space Mountain only opened up at 11, but mm-hmm. Rise of the Resistance had shut down three times. Matterhorn and Peter Pan were both offline. Um, Mansion was offline. I'm not sure if he said Pirates or not, but that's enough. That is yeah. a, that is enough casualties in the in, in oh no joke in the morning, especially for the price you're paying. Mm-hmm. So Udi, I'm guessing you have a thought or two about that. Well, I think um, I've been we we've covered the or what's been going on in the park, and and this is not a new report that we're we're getting. You know, not um, I I think what we have is again. You have to pull away and look at the bigger picture, and this is kind of why we're going to cover uh, this article because it, it gives an insight into the bigger picture of why why things that are happening out inside of the park are affecting what we're getting inside of the park. Um, so, to make a long story short, 
my opinion is it's because of um, budgetary cutbacks from from the pandemic, you know, stemming from that. Um, and I think the other part of it is is that um, the attention to detail and the quality has been the focus on that has been removed. It isn't such a high on their quality or on their list anymore. I believe um, there are certain things that have happened in Disney Corp that have, uh, have affected what, what we're getting there. So it's, it's all, I, I think it's all a symptom. Uh, all these little things that people are beginning to pick out are all symptoms of the greater, greater issue. I agree. Yep. I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can they rectify that? Um, it will take years, and it'll take a massive sea change uh, at the top. Years, you think? Years. I, you don't think they have the budget for that? No. Or maybe they're choosing not to allocate no, that? No, um, I don't think they have the budget for it. Well, Disney Parks, Disneyland, it's actually doing really, really well. Probably exceeding expectations. In in all likelihood, but we have made the comment before that the park is having to subsidize the other failing parts of, of the company. That's for sure. Which go into Lucasfilm, Pixar, animation. Um, in general, those are all failing. And Disney Plus are all failing parts of the, the company. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and then merchandise, and I can go on and on. Sure. Uh, really, the only thing that is holding even remotely close are the parks. Parks, I think cruise lines are doing well. And cruise lines. Yeah. And, and that, that those actually, if you if you think about that and you go out into more of a macro look at it, it makes sense because those are more of the, the, the things that people are doing to get out. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I was lucky enough that I never felt stuck in a cage through, you know, from 20 to 22. Um so I think there's, they're still reaping the benefits of that, you know, people mm-hmm. wanting to get out, remembering how it was that you couldn't go here, you're not supposed to yeah. go there, and da da da, and Jeez. all that, all that crap that we all dealt with. Makes me sick thinking about that. I don't even, and, and we're not going to even talk about it. Okay. But, um, I, and, and and rightly so. Mm-hmm. So. The parks were always something that carried the the company at a huge, or always the profit and successful mm-hmm. for the company. The cruise lines are the newer points of that, and you know, so it makes sense. It makes sense that those would be um, successful and yeah. profitable. Yeah, yep, yeah, sure. All the other things, when you go back and you begin to look at it, and like I said, I mean, I know it, the question was like, well, why why are attractions breaking down? This is kind of all of it. <laughs> Yeah. It's not such an easy question to answer. It's multi-layered. I mean, right down when it comes right down to it, the focus isn't there. Period. It it's needs not. to be. The, it absolutely needs to be. And until certain things happen, and I think we'll we'll cover that a little bit here in, in the in the in the feature presentation. Um because it kind of rides in part and parcel with with what that article talks about, and, and, and again, if you guys, we'll reference it. We're going to reference it extensively. We're going to be talking about it, and then um, I hope Mark maybe can put the link or something in our when we put it out. Yes, um, because it is a long read. It is a very long read, but it's very insightful. It's very interesting. Anyway, well, good. There you go. 
Hopefully that answered your question. Was it Seth or Efren? One of those guys. Anyways, thank you. It was Seth. Okay, Seth, thank you for that question. Well, now let's go over to the news. You, you listen to me now. You are talking about things that you do not understand. All right. First news item. Um, so last week there was Destination D23 that uh, happened in uh, Orlando. Um, I'll be in Orlando next week, I might add. Um, but um, so it was like so every other year it's in um, Anaheim. And this year, uh, the off year, I guess, this is just like a sideshow for, I guess, D- D23. I guess mm-hmm. people need that. And, they, and it was, again, in Orlando. And 95% of it dealt with Orlando stuff. So Disneyland got a little bit of a, a few scraps here and there. So let's go over what was announced <laughs> yeah. for Disneyland specifically. Um, last weekend's big Destination D23 event at Walt Disney World yielded a number of big announcements for the Florida Resort, but not much news for the California parks. Even so, there are a few items to pass along from the weekend. The first item, Ahsoka Tano recently made her debut at Disneyland, and now Disney has announced that the character will become part of Star Wars, sorry, Star Tours, The Adventure Continues at Disneyland. Disney's Hollywood Studios in Disneyland Paris starting in 2024 will also get that. No further details were announced. Um, there's a little artwork that shows uh, Star Tours um, new adventures coming in 2024. Um you want to talk about that at all, Woody? Well, I'm glad. I mean, um, you are. Well, I'm I'm, I'm glad. And okay, <laughs> I'm glad because I like Ahsoka. Yeah, I'm not because it, it feels like the continuing band-aiding of of um, Star Tours and Tomorrowland. So, I love Ahsoka. It'll be fun to see how they put her in there and what sure. they do and what the adventure is. So that's always cool. Mm-hmm. So like, it, I'm I'm like it's cool, but then I'm kind of like, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of like you. I'm thinking, why? Mm-hmm. I mean, who who cares about this? Mm-hmm. Um, why not put money into Moon Falcon? That mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've heard that they already have a. a two or three other storylines for that attraction, mm-hmm. yet they haven't pulled the trigger on that. So, again, this is one of those things where you ha- kind of have to scratch your head. Mm-hmm. Oh, there must be a logical reason why they haven't done it, but mm. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Okay. Well. Wow. Well, yeah. Okay. Next item. Asha, Asha? I don't know who that person is. Star of the upcoming Disney animated feature, Wish, will have a meet and greet at Disneyland. The film premieres in theaters on November 22nd of this year. So we expect to see the character just in time for Thanksgiving. Um, great. Yeah, I mean, who is they, that? They now, uh, so for me, I'm like, remember how I, I made the comment that they're putting the, the horse before the carriage? Yeah. Uh, here yeah. you go. Yeah, yep. Here you go. Here you go. Here's a perfect. What What if people don't like the character and be like, who's that? I and, don't even know what that is. So. And no, and, and and because the movie hasn't come out yet. Okay. I'm like, I, have you seen the trailer for it? No, I, I'm I'm kind of down to go see it. I mean, I but it, 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 basically it's like a princess. I think they're going back to the more princessy type story. But okay, we'll see. I mean, it, I felt like well, we should. I, I felt I felt like okay, this is maybe better, but I don't know. As opposed to the last few that we've gotten. Well, let's see if there's good storytelling. 
We'll just, let's leave it at that. Always that. That's yeah. always what we need. Next item was uh, the, the event offered attendees a first look at the ride vehicles for the yet-to-be-named third attraction for Adventures Campus at Disney California Adventure. The ride vehicle is said to combine technology from Stark Industries and Wakanda and will allow recruits to travel wherever and whenever they are needed across the multiverse to help the Avengers defeat King Thanos and his band of baddies. Mm-hmm. No other details were offered, and we don't know when the attraction is slated to debut. However, a, like a day or two after that announcement at D23, something else was tweeted by uh, an executive creative director at uh, Walt Disney Imagineering, Brent Strong. Uh, he shared an, an early look at the new ride vehicle and said it will feature a design that combines elements of Tony Stark's time suits and Exandrian jump points and Wakandian... Wa- Wa- Wakandian. Wakandian technology. This goes along with what Disney had previously revealed about the ride vehicles, combining portal technology and flight capabilities to navigate through the skies. When we really look at this latest concept art uh, from the top of this article, which is there's a picture of it, it gives us some useful insight. From what we can tell, the ride vehicle holds 12 guests. It could be some kind of enhanced motion vehicle. Um... In another more recent Instagram post, Walt Disney Imagineering confirmed that large-scale environments and immersive media, sorry, immersive media were in the works for the upcoming Adventures Campus attraction. Physical props and set pieces have been paired with digital scenes for many recent Disney attractions, including the nearby Web Slingers. Um, and also, uh, Rise of the Resistance has that as well. Um, so... Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take a quick look. Um, see, we're doing a podcast. You can't really see this, but hopefully in the future we can do this live. Um, so we're kind of looking at a live on Google Map mm-hmm. or Google Earth, whatever this is. Google Earth. Google Earth. So um, of behind the scenes at DCA. Now, looking at Adventures Campus, this right here is the um, the jet thing. What is that jet called? Quinjet? Mm-hmm. So there's the Quinjet, and this is where guests come around the side. And I just go, well, what does the back look like? And what can they actually put back there? There's Tower of Terror, or sorry, um, or Guardians of the Galaxy yep. right there. Uh, there is a big parking lot back there. Yeah, but uh, what parking lot is that? That's for probably cast members and staff. You can't yeah, get to th- that. There is land back there. There's land back there. There's, I mean, they've got, a, they actually have some room back there. Yep. To put something. I mean, it's not, it's not beyond their reach to kick parking out and put some things in there. No. Yeah, not at all. I'd be down for that. Yeah. You know, the, the comment I made is is I would like to see something beyond the concept. You know? Yeah. I mean, we've gotten everything's... You know, we all love a good uh, blue sky session. I it's love fun. it. Yes. It's fun. It's very fun to, to kind of look at it and think about, oh, the what ifs. But um, if they're going to go hard into this, which is okay, but, you know... Um, I want to see it. Like, what, what? Okay, what are you? What are you doing? Right. I mean, because I mean, they're they're. You're never going to get a full. Well, I, I okay. Never is not the right word, but it's rare that you're going to get a full idea of what the attraction is until it opens. They like to right. keep it in the wraps. I mean, rightly so. But um, yeah, because they with with uh, web slingers, you know, the way they talk about it, like any attraction, they're really going to hype it up, which is it's fine, but. I think a lot of us went to Web Singers and went like, okay, I've been on it twice. That's all we need to go on it. And I'm done. Like, yeah. I have no plans. The only time I'll ever go on it is if my nephew's tugging at me like, I want to go. I'm like, all right, let's go, buddy. Yeah. That'll but, be it. But whatever this e- e-ticket thing is, I mean, 
I was surprised by how much room is back there. Yeah, there is a lot of room back there. I mean, so uh, the mix of physical props and simulators, I guess, will be interesting. Yeah, I don't I know mean, how it's going to work. But. They, 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 Rise should be the, the blueprint and the format for anything that they're going to want to make here from, from here on out. Um, well, you know, maybe not to the extent of what they did there, but, you know, have flavors and elements of that. Sure. And, I mean, I think Disney, the more they do that, they can they can regain, they, 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 they differentiate themselves from other amusement parks when they do that. So they, they, that's like their bread and butter. That's in their wheelhouse. That's the things where they have excelled and Imagineering has excelled in the past. So, you know, Rise of the Resistance is not that old. No, no. Nah. So they should be building on top of that. Yeah. And they've learned a thing or two. Yep. So I'll be, you know, I'm actually looking to, I'm keeping an open, open mind for this. Oh, yeah. Because um, I want, even though I'm not a fan of Adventures Campus, I want it to be successful. And um, I want them to push the ball forward even further in technology and oh, yeah. guest experience. Oh, yeah. Okay. Next news item. Updated Disneyland 4 documents give new look at potential third theme parks, Skyliner, shopping, and more. The documentation for Disneyland Forward, a proposed theme park expansion, plus retail, hotel, and parking projects for Disneyland Resort, has been updated and offers a closer look at what Disney may or may not do with the allotted land should the project move forward. I'm going to put an asterisk right there. I think it's going to move forward. I have... Um, Will you have some inside knowledge? No, no, no. Okay. Um, I, I have a feeling you're right. I think the incentive... Um, any any kind of blocking and and um, you know red tape that has been thrown up by Anaheim, right? I believe is going to be um, I, I I I hope and I believe that they're going to go through it now because I think they recognize that without Disney, Anaheim is nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they have the angel. Why, why are the angels there? Right. So these are all the points that I come to. It's it's like without them, um, Anaheim is not what it is. So I and and the other part is jobs, man. Jobs. I'll say jobs. it over and like jobs, careers. These are things that communities well, need. Careers are the, is the most yeah is the more important thing than yeah. jobs, right? Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. But but a nice spot for entry level jobs. Oh yeah. Part time jobs. Yeah. But also hopefully some careers with benefits and yeah. 401ks and things like that. Um yeah. Yeah. So the park um the expansion thing that came out again, and I encourage all you listeners to go to DaysLandForward.com mm-hmm. and look at the look at the the proposals. Uh, sign up for the newsletters because you'll get those delivered right to your inbox and you can read that on your own. You can even get um, get involved locally, even though, well, we're, depending on where you're listening, I would imagine it's more impactful if you're in the county of Orange. But even up here, you could um, get involved and get people talking about it. And, uh, and we're in Northern California, by the way. Um, so they're talking about the Toy Story parking area, um, which could be actually another third gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Without trying to talk to a map, which you guys can't see, uh, that might not be good podcasting. But um, just know that where Toy Story is, that is a potential third gate, um, in addition to the already existing areas, which were parking by uh, Pixar Pier Hotel and around Disneyland Hotel. Um, something that was also pretty cool 
Um, well, actually, they'll say if this is if this is approved, Disney could utilize a, a cumulative total of nine hundred twenty thousand square feet between two areas to build a theme park. Um, so that's pretty dang big. Yeah, <laughs> pretty dang big. Uh, uh, but of other note was that it proposed Disney Skylander or People Mover type ride crossing for pedestrians. Heck, yeah. Areas where pedestrian bridges may be installed serve as a key connector over public streets right-of-ways and connecting users from one side of the street to the other without having to impede traffic flow. A pedestrian bridge was constructed over Disneyland Drive in Phase 2, mm-hmm. and a pedestrian bridge was constructed over Magic Way in Phase 3. Up to two additional pedestrian bridges or crossings may be constructed over Disneyland Drive as part of Phase 4. At least, at least one and up to three pedestrian bridges will be constructed over Harbor Boulevard, in phase four, and at least one which will be constructed in conjunction with constru- construction of a parking facility with, within the east parking area. Um, and we, that came up a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they had the article does suggest um, the, so these crossings could be in the form of a bridge or a sunken roadway similar to the existing downtown Disney Bridge, which you guys, folks, may not even understand. You're going over a road, part, part of that. Uh, on downtown Disney. Yeah. Um, so Disney has also suggested alternative ride systems as well. Uh, in the document, they provided photos of a Disney Skyliner and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover at Walt Disney World. Um, these are examples of ride ride crossings. Um, so I, that's pretty exciting. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, I, it seems like there's a lot of red tape getting those in and out, but how awesome would that be? Oh, it'd be amazing. Yeah. It'd be absolutely amazing. And the more, I think the other part of that is recognizing that they, you add value to that and then you add, um, draw. Yeah. You add draw to this, you know, and the more they can do to draw, the better. I mean, that kind of thing lasts for a good number of years where mm-hmm. people are going to be coming. I mean, you know, we would be like, Hey, Skyliner, we're, we're back. Let's go. Yeah. That, yeah. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. I'd be happy with either people mover or, or, um, mm-hmm. I mean, they could actually use a people mover in, in like a real life use case. Oh, I mean, it, and that, that's the other part of it is like, it actually serves for trans for transit. So I would, I would, you know, with all this push for green, I'd be like, Hey, yeah. Get people out of their cars and they don't have to drive this far, blah, 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 or whatever. Like, yeah. hey, well, we'll put them there and they can, you know, municipal transit them in or whatever, you know, public transit them in in that way. That would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Just as long as that wasn't the only way into the park. I still like walking in from across the street. But anyways. Yeah, they'll, right. never, they'll never limit it to that. No. Nah. Well, okay, so listeners, I do encourage you to go to Disneyland Forward and read it for yourselves. Um, and hopefully you can connect and engage with those folks there because I think they're doing a good thing. Ooh, we brought this up recently, but just momentarily ago. Uh, yeah. Avengers, next item is Avengers Vault at Disney California Adventure. Avengers Vault will open to guests on September 18th. Uh, that's... In a week? No, that's like... Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. I totally lost track of the, the day. Holy crap. The retail space will, because Udi wants to know, but the retail oh, space will feature an array of superhero gear. Guests can look, Udi can look forward to mm-hmm. Infinity Saga relics arriving at Disney Resort for the first time. Apparel and other merchandise will also be available at other locations around the Disneyland Resort, including the Collector's Warehouse, Web Suppliers, and Supply Pod. Um, okay. 
Here's a little bit of backstory. For two years, superheroes have been assembling across space and time to train the next generation of heroes. They use the Avengers Campus as a hub for multi-world exploration, keeping unique artifacts they've collected here. However, the most powerful relics of their collection have been kept closed in the Avengers Vault. Oh, until now. Bum, bum, Lucky bum. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Avengers Vault, guests will find artifacts from other worlds, and that's in air quotes. Um, most likely China. Uh, <laughs> like an orphan Captain America... An orphaned Captain America shield found by Ant-Man, an empty Iron Man armor suit webbed up by Spider-Man, and foreign Infinity Stones found by the Hulk. The Avenger Vault staff will have level 7 clearance, allowing them to handle such powerful items and ensure they don't fall into the wrong hands. <laughs> Thank God. Those, I mean, there's no way I could even apply for that job. I don't have level 7 clearance. You don't. I don't either. Okay, How like, do I get that? I, I don't know. Yeah. Like Loki variants, hostile scrolls, and Hydra operatives. Um, those, yeah, you do not want those to go into those hands. Yeah, variant. Yeah. With the approval of vault staff, guests can acquire these items as part of the Adventures Campus in- initiative to empower more heroes and defend the world. Okay. So, uh, I guess that's interesting storytelling. Well, they're, if they're trying to incorporate that, okay. I mean, okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I this is yeah, my mean. apathy toward it has not changed. No, my apathy <laughs> has not changed toward it, but it must mean something to someone, but yeah. at least they're trying to do something with those guys. Um, next news item is Magic Key settlement details. Disneyland will pay $9.5 million to more than 100,000 Magic Key holders in a settlement reached with, with a customer who mm-hmm. filed suit against Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, alleging that the company used deceptive marketing practices when it began selling the new passes, which replaced the former annual passport program. Each member of the class will receive around $67 and will not need to file a claim. In her suit, Barrier resident Janelle Nielsen claimed that she was unable to use her $1,400 dream key to visit Disneyland in November of 2021, despite the top-tier pass being advertised as having no blackout dates. While there were no available reservations for the date she wanted by using her dream key, Nielsen was able to purchase single-day tickets for the same dates, her lawsuit alleged that Disney artificially limited the number of reservations f- available to Dream Key holders, creating a second-class ticket with limited availability. When Disney rolled out its revised Magic Key program a year later, the No Blockout Days Pass was officially retired and replaced with the Inspired Key, which is blocked out from December 21st to January 1st. Um, currently, all new Magic Key purchases are, are on hold. Only the Imagine Key is marked as available for renewal. Udi's not happy. No, I'm tired of it. What are you tired of the lies? Oh no, I'm tired of of the bait and switch. Yeah, I'm tired of Disney just not. No, dude, they don't work. They don't work. Stop pushing this, people. I mean, you just lost nine point five million, and I've been paying attention. Before, we'd have been like, yeah, it's no big deal. No, th- that is a big deal now. It is a big deal. My point... Oh. Uh, okay. The magic keys suck. Of course they suck. Flat out. Yeah. Flat out. The, the reimagining, all that, all that, all that, it's all garbage. It's all garbage. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. The, here is a prime example of why the reservation system is stupid. Beyond stupid now. I feel like it's like you're 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 talking to that person who gets caught in a lie, and they know they got caught in a lie, and you're like, hey, you're lying, and they double down on a lie, like trying to get away. Like, no, mm-hmm. 
your system sucks. It does suck. It flat out sucks. It is unnecessary anymore. Uh, again, coming out of COVID, we got it. You know, tried to limit. You had to understand how to manage manage people, your inventory, and all that because yeah. you didn't know how it was going to go. Hundred percent agree. We're beyond that. Right. Let it go. Go back to your old things. You guys are now trying to fix things that weren't broken before the pandemic. They weren't broken. They were doing well. Right. The park was humming. Everything was going. Everything was good. I can't imagine that they're having staffing issues. Well, they could be. They could be because of all the because there's still a certain class of people out there, believe it or not, still going, hey, I don't want to work for uh, money. And and, well, and and they got trained. That's being made easier and easier for them, right? Exactly. They got trained like, well, I mean, are you telling me I don't gotta work to go make my money? Oh. Yeah. So but my point is 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 that Disney stop. Stop, 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 stop. Reservation systems go away. You guys need you guys are in trouble. Go back to what worked. If oh, this is going to go into our discussion in the future, but enough, like enough, enough. It's not working. Stop doubling down and tripling down, quadrupling down on bad ideas. They don't work. You're not smarter than us. You're not better than us. You guys, we're the ones that make your living, and we're telling you with our wallets, stop, stop. So it would behoove you to listen. Stop. There you go. No, 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 I think, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad she won. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, rightly so, because we, we read that and we're all like, Hey, but what about, we knew this. Yeah. We knew all the little ins and outs, but for the average person who doesn't know, like we do, they're going to like, Oh, look, boom, I can go. Bam. Right. And they get thrown with like a reservation. What is this? Right. Exactly. Stupid. Um, but I can tell you that if I had the $1,400 pass, and I had to buy an extra ticket just to go, I'd be livid. I go, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't. I, I'm not sure I'd even file a lawsuit. Why, why do you think I, why do you think I've never, I could afford to pay, I could afford to, to, to get that. Yeah. No problem. And I, you know, not to brag or anything, but it's the reality. Like I could, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to because it's not worth, yeah. I'm not getting the value out of it. No. That's why I said, hopefully next year, we talked about this, is I do want to get, we talked about getting APs next year, yeah. but the terms have to be right. It isn't yeah, a question no, and, of and, and, money, it's a and, question of what we're getting out of it, right? And, and, and maybe that's why I'm so frustrated at the whole thing. It's like, look, you guys are keeping, you're making it more difficult to get there for everybody. Like, do you realize, like, how dumb that is? How incredibly stupid that is? To, 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 you're making it, people who want to go to the park, and and we want to go there. We want to enjoy our time. We want to be with our friends and our families and, and uh, people of like-minded mentalities and loving yeah. everything. And you guys are complicating it. Why? <laughs> we want to give you your money. We want to give you the money and enjoy ourselves. But you're yeah. why? You're adding layers that aren't necessary. I, I just don't know what the... I really don't know what the downside is to bring it back to 2019. There is none. I mean, I, I like to know what they say. Oh, because we like to have control over our staffing needs and supplies. And you know what I say? Bullshit. Flat out. Like, be, no, I'm going to say this right now. Flat We're out. You're going to get a warning on that. I know, but flat out because it's like, then do your job better. And so basically when I hear that, it's like, so you're being lazy then. Yeah. You're, you're executive, whatever. You're being lazy. That means you don't want to work harder. You'd rather have the metrics tell you what to do instead of you being creative and right. figuring it out. Right. So that's why I'm like, no, stop, stop. And, and. I hope, honestly, this is what these are the things that people need to do to bend them back and go like, "You guys are being stupid. Stop it. We see it. 
We all see it, all we of all. us, and, and, I, and I think most of you people that are listening to this are all probably going like, well, you know, he's kind of like, yeah, something yes. is off. Yes. And, and this is when I get frustrated at other people who want to act like not, that Disney's doing nothing wrong. Like, you're not helping. <laughs> no. You're actually helping Disney right off the hill yeah. and right over the cliff by not being honest about your opinion. So uh, not to call anybody out, and specifically just more of a general thing, and this goes along with it. Anybody who listens to this podcast who has an opinion on this stuff and, and is vocal about it, and you're not being honest, then, then you're not helping. Like, you, you need to be honest with it. Like, if sure. you don't like something, speak your freaking mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Gosh, I'm, man, well, it's two I'm, times. It's two shows in a row where I got to go on a jag, man, and I'm like, I'm, I'm frustrated. I don't want to go on a jag. Oh, you don't? I mean, I don't. Oh. I, I mean, Mark, I'd rather go on jag about things that that are like gonna affect our lives. I mean, these this affects our life, but you know what I mean. Sure, like, sure, I mean, sure. I go on jags all the time. Mark's like, what do you mean you don't want to go on jag? You do it like constantly, twenty four seven. But no, when it comes to Disneyland, this is why I want to get away from. This, this is why right. I used to get away from that stuff. And when they pull all that into them, I get extra frustrated. I'm like, no, this is my happy place, man. It is. Okay, so. <sighs> okay. Well, hopefully in 2024, we have better options um, all around. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Double fingers crossed. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last news item is we, there's some new concept art dropped. Uh, Story Living by Disney reveals details about Parks, Catino Bay, and Town Center of New Residential Community. Story, story Living, did I say storytelling? Story Living mm-hmm. uh, by Disney has shared more concept art and details about what I just said coming soon to the Co- Co- uh, Coachella Valley in California. The first chapter of the community will have more than 300 homes, one third of which will be for adults 55 and up. Um, we thoughtfully, we're thoughtfully and intentionally bringing elements to the community to encourage com- camaraderie among neighbors while also using our renowned Disney place placemaking to weave the essence of beauty in the Coachella Valley Valley into the fabric of the community. That's very long-winded. So uh, they're going to offer three different single-family home collections. The cottage collection will be the, on home site approximately 50 feet wide. The grand collection will be on home sites approximately 60 and 70 feet wide. Lastly, the estate collection, where Udi will be, will be on home mm-hmm. sites approximately 90, 120, and 135 feet wide. All will be detached single-family dwellings. Um... Homes dedicated to the residents 55 and over will be around Long Table Park. The name is inspired by Walt Disney, who would join his neighbors for a group breakfast around the table during his visits to the Coachella Valley. Disney hopes the park will be able to foster friendship among neighbors thanks to an actual long table. It will also have barbecue grills and shaded seating. Um, What I find funny about this is they have a ranch in this concept art. And do you see what the do you see what the name of the ranch is? Keep going up. The next picture up. The laughing place. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. I thought we we're there trying to get rid of that. Uh huh. That seems weird. Uh huh. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you make of that? Um, I don't know. It makes <laughs> it interesting, right? It does. I thought they were trying to abandon all, you know, prob- this could be a problematic ranch. That's a problematic ranch for the 55 Manovers. Yes. I mean, who, 
Man, I would not even want to know anyone who went to that ranch. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Are you laughing? And you're at a laughing place? Yeah, you're not supposed to be. You can be at a place, and you can be laughing, but Mm. you can't be at a laughing place. That's problematic. It's very problematic. I am like, I'm going to boycott this whole thing. Stupid. Yes, we should do a, we should turn that petition. I'm going to start one up right now. Oh, yeah. How dare you? How dare you do that? Okay. (laughs) So, anyways, I think this is kind of cool. Yeah. Um... Never been out there before, but maybe someday I'll... You know, and, and this is what I was just saying. I wish it wasn't all residential. What do you wish it was? There'd be work for me. Well, you do that kind of work out there. I do, but I don't do residential, man. Oh, okay. I'd rather drive my head through this table than do residential work. Okay. Have I, don't... I never told you? Have I never told you my, my tearing of the job, the work that I do? You have. You yeah, have. okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, anybody who's curious, ask me. I'll tell you. <laughs> Okay. Uh, actually, the last news item, I thought the community one was last one, but I remember I threw one in there at the last moment. Yeah. Um, I guess there was a... Byron Allen offers Disney $10 billion for ABC, FX, National Geographic, and local stations. And I'm Sell not it. Sh- I'm not sure if that's even real or not. Sell it. CEO of Entertainment Studios, Byron Allen, Allen uh, has offered the Walt Disney Company $10 billion to purchase, as I mentioned, ABC, FX, National Geographic, and local stations. Sell it. A person, uh, Bloomberg. Uh, this, uh, the article came from uh, Bloomberg, and the source says a person familiar with this proposal says it's a preliminary offer that could change. A preliminary offer that could change. Allen based the offer on the assumption that the channels generated 1.25 billion before interest, taxes, and depreciation and author and amortization over the past 12 months. Allen would change the offer if that number is lower or higher. Um, he would work with banks and private equity firms to finance the acquisition. Um, Bloomberg reported on Thursday that Disney was having exploratory talks about selling ABC and its eight local stations to Nextstar Media Group. And um, anyways, uh, Disney said, uh, while we are open to considering a variety of strategic options for our, uh, sorry, while we are open to considering a variety of strategic options for our linear businesses, at this time, the Walt Disney Company has made no decision with respect to the divestiture of ABC or any other property, and, and report that effect is un, unfounded. Okay. Well, Udi says sell it. I say sell it. I say mm-hmm. get rid of some of the stuff that you mm-hmm. don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, throw ESPN in there as well. <laughs> no. No. Oh, I disagree with Ooh, Udi said Udi wants to keep ESPN. Well, why, Udi? ESPN, without going into the weeds, uh, actually can afford them on a streaming basis to make them money. Oh, okay. Yep. I mean, it it would take a lot of work, so it probably won't happen because they're lazy. But, um, I mean, I, I'm getting more and more a sense that they're lazy and they don't want to do the work to make it happen. Um, okay. Uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, the, other, the other parts of it, like, yeah, I mean... What what are they doing? Um, ABC, FX, National Geographic. As much as I like, like in the, the individual entity. Okay, I have nothing wrong with it. There's no, I don't have anything against it. But yeah, okay. and again, they need money. They, yeah, they, they they need money. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about Hulu, I, I probably a lot of people don't know that they have to now come up and pay off for their remaining part of Hulu. Yes, they do. And that's a lot more than ten billion, isn't and it? And that is, they, I, I don't know what's going to happen. That that whole thing is like, I feel like it's changing on the day by day. Yeah, but yeah, they need to buy Hulu. It has to do with Iger and his purchase of Fox. And there we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. Well, that's the news. 
Um, so we don't have 101 tonight. I'm not sure when the next one will be. Uh, so we're going to jump over to our feature presentation. Uh, we're going to talk about this article that just came out recently. Uh, last week, I think, from CSNBC. CNBC. Sorry, CNBC. Um, and, okay, so here's our feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. Okay, so our feature presentation is going to be uh, based on this article that came out of CNBC last week. Uh, it's called Disney's Wildest Ride. Iger, Chapek, and the making of an epic succession mess. Uh, all right, so Udi was the one that alerted me to this. Um, and uh, to be honest, I haven't fully read it, but Udi has. So he's going to um, – it's a fairly big article, so we're not going to go through it line by line, but uh, we're going to take a view from 10,000 feet, I think. Yep. Okay. So, Udi, let's get crack-a-lackin'. Okay. So this was written by Alex Sherman. Uh, it was published on the uh, 16th of September. Um, so I'll, 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 I will read the, the key points. Um, <laughs> and all these things, it's it's insane to me. As I was reading this article, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding? Okay. So like Mark said, we're not going to go into the weeds because if we were going to be in the weeds in this thing, we would be here for hours talking about this. Yeah. And I'm waiting for Mark to fully go flesh it out because I think this is going to fuel a lot of conversations that you and I are going to have down the road. Okay. Okay. So what did, okay. So here's some key points. What did the pirate private bathroom Oogie Boogie and, and the hippo have to do with the behind the scenes chaos between Bob Iger, Bob Chabick and Disney? That sounds like a bad joke. It is a bad joke, and honestly, when you when I tell you what those each individual do, mm. you're going to be laughing like, are you kidding me, WTF? A private bathroom, Oogie Boogie, and a hippo have to do with the behind-the-scenes <laughs> chaos between Bob yep. Iger and Bob Chapek. Yep. Bob Chapek, I cannot wait for such oh, a, a revelation. So he, here's a story. The, here is the inside story of C CEO succession plan gone awry, a cautionary tale about ego and hubris at the highest levels of corporate America, and yeah. Um, the article was based on conversations with more than two dozen people who worked closely with Iger Chapek in 2020 and um, from 2020 to 2022. Okay. Okay. So the article is very, very, very long. Um, I don't expect many of you to go out there and read it, but I would. Uh, the, what the writer did, to his credit, is he broke it down in segments covering different parts of the story. Um, so what I would do, I would highly recommend that you go find this. It's on CNBC's website or just type. Or, and I'll link it on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, it's Disney's Wildest Ride. I'm sure if you did that, it, it would it would pop up. Um, but I would recommend that you go through and kind of go through the, the, the highlighted area and then kind of read a section uh, of what you may be most interested in. Okay? Okay. So... Um, it goes into detailing of, of basically the succession process of, of the next CEO after Iger, okay? And how that happened was something that happened, um, was kind of out of the norm. Mm -hmm. um, according to this article, um, Bob Iger was, you know, he was ready to retire. And he was talking about different people about who, who was going to come in, who was going to be a successor, and... Um, and basically the process that it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
a lot of people didn't realize that he had picked Chapik. A lot of people were thinking about other people. And the reason why Chapik got picked, according to Iger, was that he was a shrewd businessman that could was cost-cutting and could, and could find ways to save the company, right? Yeah, yeah, save the company money. Chapik had been with the Disney company for almost 20 years. Uh, it was 20-plus uh, years. I know it's yeah. in here. Yeah. So he wasn't just some guy who showed up. He, he, has, no. he had been... Yeah, that's a long time to be the company. Yep, yep. And and really, the one of the things that, that happened... Um, so going... Okay, so we'll, we'll cover the first part of that question about the shower days, okay? This is where you begin to see with this story where Iger never really wanted to let go of the company, mm. okay? He never wanted to let go of the reins, never wanted to... To leave the company. Um, so um, one of the red flags that should have popped up is that when Chapek got announced, they said, okay, well, you know, there's the executive office. You're, you're, you know, you're running the company, mm-hmm. yada, yada. And so there you go. And Chapek was like, you know what? I, I don't want to give up my office. <laughs> and one of the reasons why he didn't want to give up the office, because he had a private shower. It seems stupid that that would literally be one of the... Well, and, really? Okay, okay, yes. So, according to the article... Okay. Chapik, or not Chapik, but, but Iger, one of the reasons why he had the shower was because he would go, and he would work out in the morning, whatever, and then he would come into the office, right? He would shower in the morning, and then come into the office and work in the office, and then he would, throughout the day, and then at night, he would have to maybe go out to a party... Or go out to some kind of event, or whatever, and because of that, he's like, "Well, I want to shower and be prepared to go do that." And one of the quotes was that Iger Iger told Chapek that he lived for the two shower days. <laughs> okay, so that basically means that he was so. It was one of the things that he wanted to. He was so invested in schmoozing people, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, powerful producers, powerful agents, yeah, actors, the directors, all that. That's what he was about. So, uh, you know, Iger, Iger, when you look at Iger, you think about he, a lot of the things that people liked about him was his ability to talk to people. Sure. And in, and in order to run a, a conglomerate like that, you have to be able to do that. Fair enough. Yeah, like there's, you yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there is absolute zero. But when you start beginning, like I said, as you, I'm going to really, we're going to go over this really, really going to gloss over because, like I said, it goes in depth. Um, one of the descriptions, um, you know, that um, that another thing that helped show the differences between Iger and Chapek is that Iger, you know, he lived in a Brentwood mansion, right? I I, I assume so. Yeah. So, and, and then Chapek lived an hour away. Okay, he lived in West Westlake Village. He was an hour away. Oh, I don't know what that is. Okay, so the way the way people in described have described Iger, in, in, in according to this article, was that Iger enjoys yachting. Okay. 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 And Chapek is more of a power boating and kayaking kind of guy. So when as as you read the article, like I said, I'm going to highly recommend you guys spend the time oh, to read it. Yeah, you, you start beginning to see the delineation of the mindsets between these two gentlemen. Yeah, 
Okay. That actually says a lot right there. It does. Right yep, there yep, alone, yep. it says a lot. So this is when we're going back to, and I'm going to loop it all in at the end, but yeah. Um, so here's another thing. So uh, in, <laughs> and this adds to the whole thing. On, and I'm going to read this from directly from the article. Um, on the wall of Iger's office bathroom hung two posters. The first was a framed collage of newspaper front uh, front pages of magazines covering uh, covers with images of Iger celebrating Disney's purchases of Marvel in, tw- uh, in 2009, the four billion deal with uh, with Lucas. Uh, with uh, yeah uh, with Marvel, and then oh, this, Marvel. yeah with Marvel, uh, four billion deal was arguably Iger's shrewdest decision as CSO, uh, CEO and one of the best media and entertainment acquisitions in the U.S. corporate history. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. The second picture spoofed a movie poster uh, for the 1975 Clint Eastwood thriller, The Iger Sanction. But the image was Iger instead of Eastwood uh, with the title The Iger Sanction. Now, here's what makes this funny or interesting is The Iger Sanction is about an assassin who comes out of retirement for one last job. So all seriously, the, yeah, that's it. You can't make this. So according, again, according to the that's article, hilarious. that is hilarious. Um, so in November, like you go back on November of uh, 2022, uh, Bob comes out of retirement and he becomes a CEO again. So it's kind of like, okay. Um, so one of the other things that I found interesting about his article is uh, Chapek confided in the, again from the article, Chapek confided in, to a friend that his tenure at Disney was about three years of hell, uh, defined by one overriding theme, his unrelenting fear that Iger wanted his job back. Uh, so, where was Iger when Chapek was, was he out of the CEO. company? So, okay. So, and, and this is, this is detailed in this article. What happened oh. was, okay. So the deal was, okay. So even this actually goes into a detail of how Chapek okay. got the job. Originally, Chapek was t- supposed to go through, was told, okay, well, you're in the running for the job, okay? Mm-hmm. He's like, cool. But you need to meet with every board member. Boom, 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 boom. You know, like an inter- individual interview with every board member, so you'd have 12 interviews. So he was like, okay, well, okay, well, that's what we got to do. That didn't happen. He didn't meet with the board members? No. He didn't want to, or they no, would... no, it didn't happen. Oh. Like Iger never, it never, it never, it just didn't happen. Okay, um, he wanted. It goes into the description. He wanted finding out over lunch that he got the job from from not even from Iger. <laughs> anyway, so this is the point of the whole point where we're covering this because a lot of the problems that I feel like we're facing right now, I'm pointing the finger back at who I think they it needs to go to. Oh, I think I already know where that's going. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, and then, it, you know, to, to contrast the whole thing about, you know, Chapek fear about his job, Iger, meanwhile, has told peers and colleagues he returned to Disney to correct one of his biggest mistakes of his career, choosing Chapek. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you automatically, you get, when, and this is literally within the first few, you know, first page or so of this article, because like I said, it's long, um, when, t- when two people, the company, uh, at the top of the company are that dysfunctional, like there, there's going to be a problem because at that point, he came in to run the company, right? Mm-hmm. Chapek came in to run the company. Iger was 
the board. He was a uh, what's it, what's a chairman, the ch- chairman of the board. Okay. And so what it looks like is that Chapik was chosen not because he might have been the best for that, mm-hmm. because it sounds like Iger chose him because he could feel like he could control him. And when mm-hmm. you when when you think about that, and you think about you know Chapek and how he ran things, I'm like, how did you ever think that? <laughs> you know, because he yeah. he he was unafraid of cutting here, moving there, doing the stuff, whether you agreed or not, or didn't you know with with the moves. He wasn't afraid of that. Like he he was profitable. Yeah. And he made money for the company. So I don't know why Chapek ever thought, I mean, without I don't know either of the, either of them. But you know, just looking from the outside looking in, going, how did you think that this guy was gonna be like, okay, whatever you want, Bob? I I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm scrolling down to get to the next points. Okay, so I'm going to go into the next part of the. So the Iger succession plan. Okay, Iger, I, Iger decision to step down as CEO was uh, shocked a lot of people, and I remember going back like, "What? What? Like, we didn't know who Chapek was. We didn't know who. I mean, we didn't Not know really. any of that. No. And I don't recall ever, ever hearing even rumblings that Iger was thinking about stepping down. I don't remember that. Uh, no, that was right before COVID yeah. hit. So. No, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember it at all. Yeah. So I remember thinking, wait, who and why and what? I, you know, and all those things. And and, and um, apparently that, that shocked a lot of people. A lot of, it caught a lot of people like, wait, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even uh, according to uh, the Kevin Mayer, who was the, the Disney head of streaming at the time, um, and and actually thought a lot of people thought that he would be um, the heir apparent. Yeah, okay. a lot of people. There were two people that that thought that that people thought it would be the heir apparent above Chapek, was and that, he was one of them. Okay, and I can't remember the name of the other one. I, was I, it Skaggs? Tim Skaggs? It was Skaggs. It was Skaggs. Okay. Um. Anyway, so yeah, and they were all like, "Well, we didn't see that coming." They, I didn't. Know, yeah. The, in fact, the quote is, "I didn't know that was coming at all from Mayor." Um, and, and he told that to CNBC in 2021. Mm. Um, so Bob, Bob Iger figured that time was right. He was getting close to 70 and he'd been CEO for almost 15 years. Um, the company's recently launched streaming service Disney plus. We know that was, um, was an instant success and, and it goes into what's been going on with that too. Um, and Iger was convinced that Chapek would, be the right caretaker. So Chapek, like I said, he kept on thinking about Chapek would be the guy. Um, because Chapek would be the easiest to uh, control and mold well, and control. Well, from well, I, I think, I mean, that is what I got from reading this, that it was one of those things that he felt like, look, I will handle this part of that. You just do this number thing over here that well, I don't really want to do. Yeah. So then I will tell you what to do. And that actually wound up coming, uh, coming up during COVID with, with the the payouts and and what what the government was trying to do to get the people paid out, and that actually came to a head for between both of them. 
So anyway, so yeah, it definitely came. I mean, there's even a comment in here that that Bob Iger called at a meeting in front of a lot of people called uh, Bob Chapik Little Bob. <laughs> I'm Big Bob. He's Little Bob. You, uh, that's a bit degrading. You can't do that. No, you can't do that. The CEO of a mul- of a multi billion dollar conglomerate and and the the chairman of the board is going to call you Little Bob? Little Bob. All those things is like crazy. So again, I'm I'm trying to find the more key points because there's so much in this. Okay, so I'm trying to, I'm going through them much more quickly. Um, What's the Oogie Boogie one? So what happened with the Oogie Boogie one was that a lot of the people according, and and also I can't remember her name right now, I can find it, the, the CFO uh, begin to McCarthy. McCarthy, there we go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, was saying to to Bob uh, to Chapik, like, hey, our numbers aren't good. She started kind of raising the the alarm bells, like, hey, we've got problems. We got problems. Yeah. And this is where it kind of comes into the the whole thing that McCarthy kind of started throwing him under the bus. And it's detail in this article is that the earnings call. Okay, it goes into a, a, a description of the earnings call about how they handle that, how they manage that, and how it is an extremely gone over, rehearsed process. Like, I'm going to say this, you're going to say this. Like, to that extent. During like, the earnings call. Exactly. Sure, sure. So when, when they did that, what wound up happening is that she started throwing things out in the earnings call that he's like, what are you like? She went off script. Oh, and those were like signs like, Oh, what's going on? Because he confided in her. Mm-hmm. Chapek confided in her. Um, anyway, so that's, was part of it. So what, what that wound up happening is that, um, they were trying to say something. He's like, Hey man, look at like, he was focusing back at the part going, Hey, look, look at our, our ticket sales for a boogie bash. And that's what it was is that he was, Touting like, hey, we're being successful. He was like pointing at things that were successful in the park. Yeah. One being Oogie Boogie Bash. And she was like, I don't care. Basically, I don't care about Oogie Boogie Bash. There's bigger problems. So that was part of that um, that played into this whole thing is that people began to not con- uh, be confident in his ability to run the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The other, there's another part that, that, so the hippo part, do you want me to cover the hippo part? Okay, the hippo, the hippo part had to do with, and this is how petty these people are. The hippo part had to be with, look, look, we're coming, he was coming through and they're, they're realizing that they're having money, like there was problems in the company, right? They had their annual retreat, yada, yada. And, you know, they would do a lot of things. So one, uh, I need to find who one of the one of the top execs said, hey, we need to get into a meeting. We need to start figuring out what to do. Okay. Um, and he pulled. And so this was a retreat. And 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 Chapik said, hey, you know, you guys need to get this under control. You guys go into the room and you figure this out and start getting going. I need to I he realized Chapik realized that he had an image problem with the employees. Okay. He realized that employees didn't li- didn't like him, didn't know him. He wasn't very personable. They didn't they didn't. He had an image problem with him. Mm-hmm. So he was going to take the that opportunity when they were in there working on this that he was going to go and try to basically befriend and be seem more human. This by then, if people don't know, he had grown a beard. That actually played into it. He was trying to be more human, air quote. Okay. Quote, unquote, to be more human so people could look at him like not this automaton, like I'm going to cut here, I got to yeah. cut here, you know. 
and basically trying to find a, a relationship with, with people, kind of never going to that level of Iger, but trying to get there, mm-hmm. doing what he could to try to bridge that gap. And so what happened is that they were at Animal Kingdom, I believe it was, and he was petting a hippo, and people saw it, and they got mad. The executives got mad, like, why is he having all the fun? Really? It's basically what it broke down to. Oh. Yeah. It's like, why is he having all the fun? It's like, because this, that, I'm telling you, that's your job to do. I'm going to go try to repair my image with you because he knew that was important. Yeah. So he was trying to do that, and they, were, they, they basically started complaining. That he was having fun and they weren't because they were working at a company retreat. Wow. So this is the whole point of like when I go back to the whole lazy part. As as the article, as you read this article, there there are a few things that I found interesting. And a few things that um, the Bob Little Bob is is was an indicator Mm -hmm. about thinking about that. The other part, there are a few instances that happened. Um when uh, McCarthy, Iger, and Chapek were flying out for his first um, earnings call. Okay. Uh, apparently, again, understanding the, the, the severity of how they take, how they prepare for that. They were in the front of the plane. They were going to North Carolina, I believe, and they were, North Carolina, they were preparing, and they were in the front, blah, 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 and then they... They get these big binders. Apparently, they get these big binders that have all the info. So Bob Chapek, being a numbers guy, goes, okay. He spent like an hour, half the flight with McCarthy and Iger preparing. And, you know, and so he came to a point. He's like, okay. And he, like, took the binder and went to the back of the plane where there was a cabin or a door uh, space, and he closed the door. Okay. And Iger apparently got pissed off at that. Hmm. And he's like, what is this guy doing? And so then he went, went in, and and, and so I'm curious who, who gave them this info because this article goes through painstaking links when they talk about, well, this happened, this happened, this happened. We, act, we asked this person, and they declined to comment. So I'm like, if this is either... A bunch of lies, but I don't think it is. Or who do they get this info from? Because it doesn't really say. Yeah. Anyway, so back to that story. Um, and Iger goes, hey, I, I, you know, we we start things to go over. And he's like, well, isn't, you know, and, and Chapek said, well, isn't everything in here? Well, he's like, well, yeah. And he's like, he goes, but there's nuance. And Iger was arguing nuance. And he's like, that's fine. That's okay. But I, I want to study. And apparently that was one of the ch- that was the beginning of like Iger going like oh maybe maybe I didn't pick the right guy because mm. he was literally trying to like I'm gonna do my job yeah like you hired like I got picked to be the CEO and now I'm gonna do that. Do you feel after reading the article that Chapek got a raw deal? Um, yes. I mean, okay. that, it, it, it's a little bit more nuanced than just a flat out yes, but overall, yeah. Okay. Yeah, literally Iger. Uh, did a lot to begin to poke holes and and undermine undermine Chapek at every turn. Uh, well, as much as he could, mm. um, whether it be talking to people or other execs or whatever. Um, one of the one of the main things um, that he did to to do that, believe it or not, according to the article, would be um, the lawsuit for Black Widow. Oh yeah, yeah. 
so if you guys don't know, um, Bob Chapek decided that he would put Black Widow and uh, both on Disney Plus and theatrical. Mm. Uh, apparently, according to um, the contract that that Scarlett Johansson had, is that she was guaranteed to get part of the the, the ticket, you know, a revenue, and exclusively for I, I believe it was four months. It's actually stayed in here four months. Wow. So that would have been a good chunk of change. So sure. that was it. And so what wound up happening is that with Bob Iger still being there and being the CEO, he was going to take part of the entertainment part, okay? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of how they divided the company. Okay, I'll hand I'll handle all the entertainment creative. That's what Iger's saying. And Chapek's like, okay, I'll take the rest. Okay. You know, the, the money, the mundane, the accounting, I'll take, because that was his bread and butter. That was what he liked. So that's what it was. So when this came up, Bob... Bob uh, Chapek basically said, hey, that's an entertainment side. That's Iger's thing to deal with, mm. okay? Because it's a dispute with a with a, an agent and an actor. That's clearly within his thing. Yeah. Iger was like, no, it's not. Apparently, they never talked about it. Again, according to the article, they never talked about it. And Iger, Iger said, I'm not going to talk to him. And never and never told Chebek, I'm not going to talk to him about it. So no communication, Jeez. no understanding. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I'm saying. All these little things that I'm highlighting here are just more of the points of like why we got into the trouble that we're in as fans and why we're, why Disney's in the, com- in the problem that they're in. So basically that, that if for you guys who don't know, there was a lawsuit and it, got, it wound up getting settled. Um... I'm not sure what what the the terms, but it doesn't even matter. But it wound up getting settled. But that was one of the things that um, a lot of people pointed to. Like, that was a direct undermining by Iger of Chapek. Yeah. Because he didn't help. Like, he didn't do that. There was no communication. At that point, that's when, like, uh, already... Hold on, back up. Already, there was already a lot of discourse between them and not and not um, talking and not communicating. There was, you know, obviously friction between the both of them. And that just added to it. Um, there was also another... They talk about when, when Iger, you know, because if you guys don't remember, Iger was only supposed to be there for a certain amount of time and then he was going to be gone. Right. Right. And, and so in that time... You know, that was happening all this time. So finally in November, um, Iger threw himself a party, okay? A goodbye party. And, and he's like, okay, cool. And at that point, I believe Chapek was supposed to be... Um, was supposed to be going to... Hold on. He had another, he had another engagement uh, at Walt Disney World. Um, and, and Iger... Kind of said, like, I guess, for to save face, I need to invite him. So he invited him. And then Chapek was like, well, if I don't go, that's going to make me look like a jerk. Yeah, for sure. So even though apparently, according to people, they're, like, they, they're at that point like not really talking, don't really like each other, don't really anything. And he's just like, okay, well, 
uh, I guess I should go. I gotta, I gotta, I'm the CEO of Disney now. Yeah, you gotta go to the go. And you gotta go, and you gotta go and say goodbye. Of course. So he went. He canceled the event and went. And accordingly uh, to a few people at the party, it was nothing but tension. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like Iger, Iger was off, you know, doing his thing. Um, but uh, but Chapek was kind of like, I'm gonna go sit in the corner. And, like they they said that he was visibly like, just uncomfortable, and annoyed kind of thing that he was there. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, that's another thing. Okay. Um, so the the other the other the other thing that kind of put the final nail in the straw, and and I'm really going I'm really glossing over a ton of it. Um, was that final was that final whole thing with what happened in Florida? That was kind of the last straw okay. for the whole thing, and literally, this is where I feel Chapek got the railroad on this one. Um, without rehashing it, um, Chapek was doing everything he could do to try to make um, Disney apolitical. You know, we're not here for that. Well, well, well he said that Chapek was. Yeah, Chapek, okay. and he said he would rather handle these kind of situations with the three C's content, culture, and community organization. So he wasn't like, he wasn't trying to say like he was anti this or anti that or, or pro this or pro that. Yeah. It was more of like, Hey, if we're going to make, if we want to make an, uh, an impact in these, this is how we need to handle it. Mm-hmm. Which I remember that coming out of the time. I'm like, yeah, that, that's the way to handle this situation. Like I, 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 I often critique people like, you're the Johnny come lately for a cause if you're not really contributing to that cause the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really believe in a cause and you only give it when it's cool to do so or once in a while, then you don't really believe in the cause. You're doing it for whatever, for pride points, whatever. So that's why when I when all this thing with Ford was happening, I'm like, whatever thing that Disney corporate was trying to do, I'm like, what are you, virtually you're virtue signaling, you're trying to, whatever it is. It goes into a greater depth about what was going on internally um, basically, what wind what wound up happening is he got a ton, a ton of pressure um, from a few different people. Um, so he oh, he so Chapek wrote a, a memo um, to the staff about everything that was going on, and it, like I said, it was approved by by pretty much everybody. Okay, and here's kind of here's what the memo. Uh, in the memo, I'm going to read this verbatim. Uh, in the memo to staff, Chapek wrote, "Corp and quote, corporate statements do very little to change outcomes or minds. Instead, they are often weaponized by one side or the other to further divide and inflame. Simply put, they can be counterproductive and undermine more effective ways to achieve change." Unquote. And again, to me, this was the right call. But apparently, the, the blowback became heavy it started coming it started it started going after him they, they everybody started coming after him for that um at one point apparently chapek got got mad he's like well everybody approved it why am i getting why am i getting the flack you sure, know sure so he was like um red faced with anger chapek laid into his communication team telling them he regretted putting out the statement if the board refused to back him. This is where you, you go into the undermining. According to people familiar with the matter, Bob, um, but Chapek had 
hardly operated from a position of strength. He didn't yet have the extension of his contract, which was set to expire in 2023. Thumbing his nose at Arnold would already uh, would hardly be wise. So basically, he got pushed into like, hey, you're going to have to apologize. Mm-hmm. And he actually tried to like kind of back up a little bit and he got told... Um, Susan Arnold, yeah, Susan Arnold um, got told, you need to apologize flat out. Like, it's not going to work. It's You have to apologize. Jeez. So, And this is where Chapek wound up apologizing. Yeah. He actually wound up apologizing for it. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, he he apologized. Um, I'm trying to read his statement. Basically, he said, you know, the, the basic apology. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, is basically what it was. Uh, here it goes. Um, Chapek... Uh, you you needed me, his exact statement was, you needed me to be a stronger ally in the fight for equal rights, and I let you down. Um, I'm, I am sorry. So he got pushed. So he, what all this did was another thing, and, and one thing that, that I didn't mention is that Iger, prior to any of this, sent out a tweet basically saying, you know, speaking up in defense of, of rights and, and we need to do more. So he, mm. right there, put Chapek into a corner Yeah. because now what am I supposed to do? So in my opinion, though, Chapek did the right thing and trying to be like, hey, we're not going to get into this because this is if we're going to do stuff to correct, we need to do it this way. Yeah. But instead, like most people, the yelling, smart, yelling people basically pushed him to do this. So that was kind of like one of the last things that kind of got him into hot water, which is still... Um, still going into that. Um, <clears throat> hold on, let me go. And to be honest, that's kind of like the gist of everything because there is a lot more details. The other part of the details go into uh, what's going on with streaming and Disney. Yeah. And the other part of it, which which began to get him in trouble, was how he tried to structure. He wanted to restructure structure of the company because too many people in his opinion were trying to drive Disney plus content. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. I that do. there was, everybody wanted to say what, what, what would go there, what would be on there, but no one wanted to take accountability if it, right. if it failed. So he literally went through and created a whole division to try to get there. And this is, and I reported on this before we talked about this before, when we talked uh, that he was creating the thing of like marketing basically had to de- would decide like is there's like there's literally a want and a desire mm-hmm. for for that that pissed a lot of people off too oh sure so these were all the things that he went in and and basically after reading the whole thing I'll, I'll sum it up like this Bob Iger has an ego. That is the size of I don't know, man. Texas. Okay. Um, the the man um, thought that he was putting in a puppet for all extensive purposes, and I felt this way for a while. That looking at what happened with Chapek, and and you know, you guys don't have to like Chapek. I am not the I am not like a, a Chapek apologist or fanboy or anything. Mm-hmm. But I can also look at the situation and realize that the dude was given a raw deal at, at many levels. Sure. Um, a lot, of, And a lot of it came from Iger, if not all of it. Yeah. And Iger's r- resistance to letting go of control of Disney. And in, real, in really looking at it, 
he did a lot to undermine JPEG. And this ties back into what's going on with the park now. Okay. Iger had great ideas. Iger did some great things for the company, but I also think he has allowed outside influences and outside his own outside desires to come in and affect how he runs Disney. Mm -hmm. I think um, he is in tight on a political level and it plays. Um, I think in this article, there's a comment. They said the only reason, the only thing that he would quit Disney for would be president of the United States. Okay. He knows personally a lot of politicians. So mm -hmm. I think this is a man who went from working to make the company big and profitable, who has now been taken over by his own ego. Yeah. And has let his personal desire and his own wishes to supersede any logical fiduciary responsibilities. Uh, you know, whatever whatever he can do for himself sure. is going to take precedence over... Well, how long has he been back as CEO now, this this run? It's, uh, it's a bit over a year, right? Yeah, and he just re-extended... No, twice. Two, two years? And, but we're not any better than we were. No, we're worse. Than when he took over. We're worse. So what does that tell you? Well, that... In, in, and again, going into into this article, it tells you that, that the guy is a detriment, I think, to Disney right now. It's a bold statement. Oh, no, and, and, and I looking and reading over, like, reading every part of this, I'm sitting here going, if he... If he could understand what he was doing on, on a grander scale and remove and be humble enough to remove himself from from the picture, mm -hmm. I think he would look at it differently. I think that if he looked at that and was like, oh, I'm looking at another corporation and this is what's going on in there, he would be going like, dude, you're the problem. <laughs> but because of his ego, he can't let that go. Right, right. And I think he set up Chapek, uh, you know, I think he set up Chapek from the word go. Yeah. is no was no saying. He did a lot of things I didn't like either. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, he was somewhat successful, regardless of um, all the hamstringing mm -hmm. and all the fighting and all the the hell that he went through just trying to implement his vision of the company. And I, in my understanding of the company and what he wanted to do, if left alone, it it would have been good. Mm. It would have been profitable. It wouldn't have been perfect. Nothing is, but it would have been profitable. I think the problems that Disney are facing right now wouldn't be happening. So the failures of, of Disney Corp right now, I think, fully fall on Iger. Yeah. I, I I I yeah, I've made that comment before. Yeah. But I think it's because the... The ideology behind the company is the driver, not the money, not the culture. And some people, well, maybe the culture, but I mean, but some people would be fine with that. But when you look at this company and you recognize 
looking at the stock prices, looking at the state of the parks, looking at people going, hey, this attraction is breaking down. Why is that breaking down? I'm paying how much for this, and now you want to pay, make me pay for that. Right. And all these things, these are all the bits and pieces that point to this. What I said at, at the very beginning, uh, you know, with the opening question is that, yeah, it will take years for this company to, to correct. I think the damage that Bob Iger has done and is continuing to do because he won't let go and won't let people do the thing like right off into the sunset, dude, your time is done. Mm -hmm. I don't think you have a vision for the company. And some of the stuff that he's doing now was Chapik's idea anyway. Yeah. You know, the layoffs, he fought against the layoffs, but like, dude, it, 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 this is what happens when you don't run the company properly. Oh, yeah. And you're letting some ideology, some drive, something that isn't about making money, you're letting that direct you. This isn't what this company is about. Right. So anyway, so I, I again, I feel bad for Chapek at a level because I think Chapek did his best yeah. for what he was given. Mm -hmm. Um and again, I go. I missed. I, I I didn't talk about any of the Disney Plus stuff, and that goes into they they go into Disney Plus in here, uh, and they talk about what is happening there. And Disney Plus does play into what's going on with Disney right now too. By the way, uh, yeah. And 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 to relate everything, you we cannot detach Disneyland and the parks from Disney Corp. We can't do it because it's one giant entity. So when that begins to suffer, the park is going to suffer, and this is all tied in together. This is all tied in together. So when we're not going and we're not getting the value out of out of the park like we've been used to, when we're not getting traction at the level that we're used to, when we're not getting, you know, annual passes how we got to, these are all the things that tie in together. Sure. And this is the stuff that I read and listen to and go dig up all the time. I don't blame you if you don't want to get into it. I don't blame you if you don't want to, you know, into this minutiae. This is like a 24,000-word letter or article. It is long. That's long. But I highly encourage you to read these things and, and break it up if you have to because it is imperative for you to understand the park that we love, the place that we commune with, the place that we find all these beautiful things is being affected because of things that are, are just idiotic and stupid. And the frustration that I feel, and I've been feeling more and more, is this. Mm -hmm. In a world where we cling to Disney and Disneyland, in a world where we're always going, like, we have our, our happy place, we have our place of community, we have our place of joy, and when we see these things happen that affects it negatively, it makes us mad. Yeah. And then on top of it, when you have people that are supposed to care, clearly, clearly not caring and clearly not focusing in on the people that make them money, the people that give them their place of position, that adds to my frustration. Yep. So, in my opinion, here's what needs to happen. A, number one, Iger needs to go. Agree, disagree. That's fine. Even, but, oh, be before his term's up? No, no. He needs to go now. Okay. Iger, Iger needs to go now. He has done nothing in this last return and even before he left but hurt Disney. If there is a way that people could sue for fiduciary cause, I think people probably could find a way. Okay. You know, people, and if you read articles, they are. Mm -hmm. They're beginning to realize that this guy is no longer... 
as from an investor point of view, not paying attention to the investor. He's going to talk all he talks and walks and walk the way he walks. But at the end of the day, he's not doing it. And because the things are clear Mm -hmm. for anybody who wants to look at it through no rose colored glasses, but through clear vision 2020, that's what's going on. So Iger needs to go. A number one. Most of the corporate board and the overseers and high management, they all need to go. They all need to be go because... Scorched they, earth, right? Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. Almost because the people who would care and do care, there are people high up that do care, obviously. The, because if there were nobody cared about that park and nobody cared, then we wouldn't even be here. Right. We wouldn't be having this discussion. We wouldn't be... It would be done. It's like it's some other hole in the wall that we, used to be cool and we're, we're done with. Sure. But that isn't the way it goes. Anyway, so that's what it is. It'll take years because entertainment-wise, media-wise, um, all these things have a trickle-down effect. It takes time for anything, any change to take effect. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be something that's instantaneous. So right now, that's, that's my point of view. A lot of the problems to the majority, to almost all of them, are Iger's fault. Because of his decision making, who he's put in these positions, and what what he's wanting to happen or trying to make happen, mm-hmm. what happened in Florida was an absolute disgrace and stupidity from top to bottom. Sure, it's costing them trillions of dollars, and that was done ideologically, not financially. Mm. Financial decision aside, would have been like, no, I'm not going to touch that with a 100 foot pole. But ideologically, you wait in that because you're fighting the good fight. No, stupid, you're there to make money. Yep. So that these are all the things those were driven by him, and all the things that are going down are all have all been driven by him. I've said it before that Bob Iger, before Chapek even came in, because we had that discussion when when Chapek came in, like who's who, how good of an idea this was, mm-hmm. and I remember still to as clear as day, and all this does reinforce my thought is that Chapek was the right man for the job, yeah, for the time. Mm-hmm. And I maintain that now. I was right. I think reading this, I'm like, yep, I was right. Like or hate Bob Chapik, he was the right man for the job at the right time. And Iger wouldn't let him do it. Yes. And Iger's the problem. And Iger's the problem. Big, big Daddy Iger, <laughs> hit the road, buddy. Your, your time is over. Big Bob. And Big Bob, your, your time is over. Uh, um, and, and I don't know how to put it any more, cleanly, uh, more plainly. He, his, his time is over. He's a problem with, with Disney. If you want to know what's wrong with Disney, Bob Iger. Bob Iger. In two words, Bob Iger. Okay. Well, with that, we'll wrap up episode. Good news, beer. Good news, yeah. Okay, so can, can, I got to find a good note to finish on. Mark is going to Florida. Florida. Yes. And so we'll end it with that, Mark. What are you looking forward to going to Florida? I am looking forward to, gosh, a lot of things. Mostly, honestly, spending time and discovering new things with my daughters. Right. That that that's the main gist of it. Uh, feeling. Um, yeah, I mean that is what it is really that I'm looking forward to is spending time with them. It's been I've I was 15 when I was there last, and I'm only 18 now. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so a lot a lot's changed. The world has changed over there. Um, uh, so I'm looking forward to getting. Uh, we're gonna try all, all four parks. Um, and maybe go to another one afterwards, and then we're going to go to Universal as well. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing how I feel about Disney World. Um, the, sorry, the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I need to get my terminology correct, because what I call Magic Kingdom, I think 
encompasses the whole place. Yeah. And Disney World is some of that. Okay. Um, I'm a little nervous about some things. You know, um, I don't know my way around that place whatsoever. Okay. Can I I make this comment? Yeah. I'm almost sad I'm not going because watching your anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. I would find, where are we going? I don't know where we're going. I'm like, hold on a second. Oh, I would... I, yeah. would ha- I hate to say, but I would find it comical. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's funny. <laughs> but, like, you know, if it's going to be crowded or rainy or something there, I'm not going to know where to go to eat. I'm not going to know what paths to take. So if we were, if you and I were going to Disneyland and it was raining or crowded or whatever, mm-hmm. you, we, you and I would have zero problem. Yeah, we're automatically like, okay, come here, boom. And we, we wouldn't even have to talk much like, well, and just... Start walking could, in a direction we know where we're going. Yeah, we could circumvent a, a lot of the stuff a and, st- and still have a great time. Here, I'm going to be like, okay, what restaurant's down there? Where do, where do I get a churro? And um, so that kind of stuff I'm a little nervous about. Right, right. Um, I am curious about Epcot uh, to see the World Showcase. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like I'm thinking I'm gonna like that park a lot, and I'm thinking I'm going to like Animal Kingdom a lot. Animal Kingdom, man. I tell you what, that is the one park that I'm like – Go to. I know. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like Adventureland on steroids. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so we're going to go there first. Uh, the one I'm kind of skeptical about is Hollywood. Hollywood. Studios. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we've got reservations at a restaurant called, uh, I think the Woody's Roundup Barbecue or something. Like, yeah. So we're <clears> talking <throat> about that. Um, but I'm curious. Well, don't compare it. You're going to compare it. Uh, Galaxy's Edge? No, no, no. No, no. The, the, the Woody's Roundup. Oh, um, no, 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 no. I'm not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you're saying to yeah. our Big Thunder Ranch barbecue. Yep. Yeah. Like, don't do it. I won't do it. <laughs> but uh, I'm curious to see their Tower of Terror. Yeah. Because I heard that one's spectacular. And we don't have that, of course, anymore. Um, curious to see Galaxy's Edge, to see what that's about. Galaxy's Edge East. East. Well, I think, honestly, ours might be better from the transitions. I've, I've heard... You're not the only one. I've heard that from a few people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm I'm kind of curious just to just to see what that is. I'm thinking it's going to be a lot of DCA vibes. I can't help but feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is why I always go back to people like there is no other park on the planet like Disneyland. No, nothing at all. Nothing like it. No. Nothing. Um. So. Uh, how, how, how do I say it? Um, I, I think I'm going to like Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Disney World, and Hollywood Studios in that in that order. That's how I'm thinking it's going to be. Um, and then on that other day, I've left, we have it open to do whatever, and we might go to one of the parks. I'm going to let the girls decide what we want to do. But I kind of said, let's have a, let's just sleep in and take the monorail around the whole Magic Kingdom and stop at some of the hotels and, and look at those or take the boat out to something, Fort Wilderness or something like that. Right. And they're like, ah. but, 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 you know, we'll see. <laughs> I think you might be pretty dang tired about that. Um, I know that the parks close early. I mean, um, Animal Kingdom closes at 7. And that's every day. Uh, every other park closes at 10, except for Disney World. Sorry, 9. Hmm. Nine and then Disney World to ten. So wow. So we're not except we're going to go to the Halloween party out there um, on oh, Thursday. Cool. On Thursday, so that starts at four for us, and we can go till midnight. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think the girls are too. I think that's going to be the centerpiece of what we're doing. Um, and by that point, we would have had a, a better lay of the land for mm-hmm. what Disney World offers um, in terms of our navigation. I'm going to see if I could fit on Tron. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, we're gonna... I hope you can. Is there like a legit? Yeah. Like, I want to look at like here are your limitations. Well, they have a test vehicle out in front, so you can go. Okay, dude, go in there and see if you fit. Because if not, that's gonna suck. Wow, I hope you do. Yeah, yeah, me too. What, do you think you're me too tall? Oh, or my shoulders are too wide, or something like that. But who knows? Um, but that's a virtual queue, so I'm gonna we gotta we gotta get that. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm also looking forward to Tomorrowland because they've got a people mover and they have yeah. Astro Orbiter on top. Yep. What? Yeah. Um, I'm doing that. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to their haunted mansion. Um, I must have gone on it when I was 15, but I've got zero recollection of that. Um, yeah, Liberty Square. We don't have that here. So yeah. so. And all the other stuff. Um, I'm gonna go live, hopefully a couple of times to sort of do things. And then uh, Disney Springs, I'm looking forward to a lot. We're gonna go there quite a bit, I think. Yeah. At least the first day, since we have nothing going on the first day except the check-in at the hotel, um, we're gonna have to kill some time down there, and yeah. I think that's gonna be fun. Um, That'd be a good, good place to go do that. Yeah. yeah. But it got me thinking because we're gonna go to that Jack, Jack, Jack Landy's bar. Um, yeah. And I know I we're gonna end this on a good note, so I'm looking forward to that, and I'll, I'll bring you back something. But uh, cool. um, news item about alcohol in the park right now in Disneyland. Okay, I know people are up in arms, but dude, I mean, and I'm being serious about this. How cool? I mean, flipping. How cool would it be if New Orleans Square had like a haunted mansion tavern or a bar, themed bar, or would be amazing. Pirates of the Caribbean tavern? Oh, I've been to them, yeah. Or adventure or or Jungle Cruise Canteen? Yeah. Holy cow! Well, you already have, you know, hideaway. Hideaway, but and the one that had like like actual alcohol, like, mai tais, mm. or Pirates of the Caribbean with mm. rum stuff and things, or some crazy themed haunted mansion um, crypt or something. I'm just making like making it up. Where you yeah. could go in and get some crazy cocktail, dude. Right? That'd be kind of cool. That'd be so cool. That'd yeah. be like a hard ticket to get. Oh yeah, it would be. Yeah. Um, I mean, because there are tiki bars in the Anaheim. Like, I, I, I've been I've been there. Oh, yeah. I've been, been to those. one. It was yeah. Strongwater. Amazing. Amazing. Did you, get oh. a shirt? you got a shirt there, right? Or something? Hoodie. Oh, that's right. A hoodie. Hoodie. Not to be confused with the hoodie. Yeah. So. Um, but anyways, I was just thinking about that because there was an Indiana Jones themed bar at downtown, or sorry, Disney Springs. And um, I'm going to see what that's all about. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm yeah, basically looking forward to all that and seeing what, what they do. I mean, mostly, you know, the girls are pretty stoked about, um, the Halloween party and all the, cause you can look at what treats are available and they're all about that kind of crap. So I, oh, I man. guys, dinner cannot be, you know, cupcakes and special cookies and, and <laughs> spicy churros and things like that. We gotta have something. Oh man. So, but, but that's all, you know, part of it. Right. Um, uh, yeah. And they're all yeah. into the lounge fly stuff. So, and they have both have their own jobs, so they have their own budget, which is great. I don't have to be <laughs> dropping coin on that kind of stuff for them. And they know that. So, yeah. well, who knows what's going to happen? But yeah. uh, <laughs> they're going to be like, Dad, <laughs> you, know, you guys have good money. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Good, good. I'm also looking forward to the next time when you and I can go to the parks, whenever that is. <sighs> yeah, we got to figure I one out. I keep thinking about that. Yeah, we so, got to figure one out. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because sadly we couldn't we couldn't make it for to go meet up with uh, Jose. Jose. Yeah. Uh, that was rough. I'm like, man. I know. I saw some of his pictures. It looks like he had a good time. Oh, uh, fantastic! Shout out to Jose. I'm glad you went and I'm glad you've been there. Yeah, we need to have him on the show. Yeah, we can See, talk to him. Give, yeah. give his review of yep. what, he, what 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 it was. <laughs> well, okay. Um, 
that's going to wrap up episode number 181. Hope you guys enjoyed that. A um, little deep dive into Bob Iger slash uh, Bob Chapek saga. Yeah, re- reach out if you want. You guys know I answer whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, so we're going to come up next ep- episode 182. is probably going to be a review of my Florida trip mm-hmm. uh, a little bit, and hopefully we can get some guests on um, to the people trying to chase down. Um, to reach out to us, you can always uh, slip into our... No. To, re- to reach out to us, you can always <laughs> contact us on, on Instagram. Send us a direct message there. You can also send us an email at info at leaveintodaypodcast.com. And um, I'm trying to work on like getting those Google numbers that people can call in. Okay. And um, that's going to parlay into something else we're going to have featured down the road. But uh, I'm going to have that so you can leave us a voicemail. But once I get that number, I'll let you guys know. And that might be good to do that. Um, we can do like a group chat on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and, it, and also if you're listening, what, however meeting you're listening to, maybe just take take a moment and give us a, a review. Tell us what you think. Tell us um, where you'd like to see us go from here. Uh, give us a couple stars, five stars, whatever it is. Okay, Udi, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on my other podcast, The Mando Show. We are currently re- reviewing Ahsoka. Uh, awesome. Uh, and then you can find me on my socials, which, which are Instagram and Twitter, or X or whatever I call it, Twitter, uh, which are uh, both the same, which are H-A-X-G-O-A-L-I-E, Hacks Goalie. Okay. Yep. Awesome. All right. And well, and just go read the article. Yes. I'm There's a link. lot I didn't cover. Yeah, a lot. Okay. A lot. Okay. Um, All right, so that's going to wrap it up. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. Adventures out there, and we will see you in the parks. See you. So here, I'm going to tell Mark Mark the plan here. Oh, there's a plan. Yeah. Wait, which plan? The one, because you need to be, you're going to be on live. My body's just stiff. Remain seated, please. Better my name says status, but for... (laughs) Think of a banana. (laughs) Does it help? Mm -hmm. Okay. Always does. Every time, don't ask me why. Why are you throwing up? You trying to eat all your food before your sister does? Now you can eat that. Gouda. Well, hello. Gouda. Come get your Gouda. We'll give it a bit. Yeah, give it a second. Okay. Woo! Good? Thank you. You're welcome. No bed sheets. Why are you yelling at me? Because I like yelling at you. You, But you make me hot. (laughs) It's so close, I can feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Kitty, kitty, kitty. (laughs) Ah, it's like a breath of fresh air. Boy, was my face
<laughs> That's a cool box. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. A new world order, Udi. A new world order. Don't get me going. Okay. Gouda. Well, hello. Gouda. Come get your Gouda. <laughs> no, I will give you one. Not that one. Pick a different one. God, you're so slow. Wow, these are smaller than I thought. That's what she said. No bed sheets. Why are you yelling at me? Because I like yelling at you. <laughs> You're funny. Ow, that hurt. Don't make me smile like that. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs>